Welcome to Mom 2.0. Hi, I'm Vicky. Over the past three years, I've gone from having so little energy I needed three reasons to go upstairs to waking up full of energy and genuinely enjoying time spent with my kids. In this podcast, I share everything that I've learned that has helped me so that it can help you too. I cover a wide range of topics, everything from stress to nutrition, and my hope is that this podcast will take you from tired to inspired so you have the energy you need to enjoy life the way you deserve to. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Mom 2.0. For those of you that don't know, I grew up in South Africa, and I live in Sweden now. People often ask me if the cold bothers me, and honestly it doesn't. But what does get me is the dark. Right now, at the end of November, the sun only rises at 8am and sets around 4pm. And it's not even at its worst yet. By mid-December, we lose about 30 minutes each side of light. And I live in the south of Sweden, so I can't even imagine what it's like for those of you further north. This has been the biggest adjustment for me, the darkness. Especially because in the years leading up to moving to Sweden, I worked on yachts and I went from summer to summer. The only winters that I experienced were Florida winters, which don't really count. Now that I'm here... I've realized just how much the sun and the light affects me. It affects my moods, my energy levels, and even my food choices. And if it was just a short period of time, it would be easy to just get through it. But it goes on for quite a while. And so to get yourself through to spring in good condition, there's some things that you have to pay attention to and some adjustments you need to make to your routines so that you don't end up hating half of every single year. Another big reason to pay attention to the winter adjustments is that at the base level, the lack of sunlight can make you feel a bit down and low on energy. But as time goes on, this could develop into winter depression or seasonal affective disorder, SAD, which is more serious. Some of the major symptoms of SAD often include low energy, irritability, difficulty concentrating, changes in sleep patterns, such as oversleeping, weight gain, and in general, a sense of sadness or hopelessness. And the cause of this is a hormone imbalance. Cortisol, serotonin, and melatonin are responsible for regulating your sleep, your moods, and general well-being. They need to fire at the correct times to keep things running smoothly. And when those things are off, it affects the others, and then it creates this knock-on effect. This highlights, once again, just how important it is to maintain a regular circadian rhythm. The way it works, if all of this is running smoothly and you have a regular sleep-wake cycle, is that when you wake up in the morning, you get a little shot of cortisol, and that's a good thing. makes you alert and ready for the day. In the evening, cortisol levels should be low, 
and then this triggers the release of melatonin and it gets you ready for sleep. Cortisol plays a role in metabolism, stress and sleep and there are different ways to trigger the release of cortisol. When you get that little shot of cortisol in the morning and then lower levels in the evening, that is controlled mostly by your internal body clock and light. Why this is important is because in the winters up north, there's a lot less light, both in the morning and in the evening. But we still need that release of cortisol in the morning and also the release of melatonin in the evening. Our sleep, metabolism and overall well-being depends on it. And while sunlight plays a major role in both of these, there are other factors that impact these hormones that we can optimize to keep our hormones running like clockwork. Quite a few factors that impact our circadian rhythms, and I don't want to list them all, can be easily found with a quick Google search. But if you live in a place where the winters tend to get you down, and you notice how your energy levels drop, you get a bit edgy, and you find everyone more annoying in winter, then there are three areas that you can focus on that will really help with hormone balance in general, but will be specifically beneficial to your sleep, and so more or less targeting cortisol and melatonin. These three areas are consistent sleep-wake times, cutting down on caffeine, and eating sufficient protein. So number one, consistent sleep-wake times. This means going to bed at the same time or within about 15 minutes of a set time every single night, even on weekends, even on days off, and then waking up at the same time every single day. No sleeping in to catch up on lost sleep or because you had a Netflix marathon the previous night. And yes, I know that this sounds super boring, but just hear me out. Do you want to feel good during the day? have lots of energy, be motivated to get things done? Or do you want to be dragging your way through every single day, tired and grumpy? I'm pretty sure that most people would choose option number one. And it's really difficult to have that when you are erratic with your sleep. You know by now just how important sleep is and how much it affects every single part of your day. Earlier, I explained how cortisol relies on the sun and your circadian rhythm to be released in the morning. If you live in a place without morning sunlight, then you need to pay extra attention to your circadian rhythm and do everything you can to keep that regular. And of course there are exceptions here and there. You're not a robot, but make them exceptions, not every weekend. Because every time you stay up late and you sleep in late, it's like a mini jet lag for your body. And then it needs time to adjust to that new schedule. But then you go back to the old schedule and then you're just confusing yourself. Our bodies and our brains, they like routine. We thrive in routine because it takes a lot less energy to stick to a routine than it does to adapt to something new every single day. So that's the first thing you can do. You can go to bed and wake up at the same time or within 15 minutes every day. The second thing you can focus on is caffeine. And I say this with a smile because this is a big one for most parents. Especially when you have kids, coffee feels like a lifeline. And whenever I mention this to people as a possible problem area, 
they tell me not a chance they're getting rid of coffee. And it's important to note here that I never ever say cut out coffee, but just put limits on it so that it doesn't affect your sleep. Coffee is another thing that stimulates the release of cortisol, which is fine in the mornings if you've had a good night's sleep. The way I see it, caffeine is a problem in two different scenarios. One is that caffeine has a half-life of six hours, meaning that six hours after your last cup, you still have half the amount of caffeine in your system. So if your last cup is after dinner, you're getting a release of cortisol after dinner, which will inhibit the release of melatonin and mess with your sleep. And then even that, six hours after that cup, while you're asleep, you still have caffeine in your system. And so you'll spend a lot less time in deep sleep. So that's the first problem area with caffeine. The second is, if you had a bad night's sleep for whatever reason, that's stressful on your body and on your mind. So you get up in the morning, you already have high levels of cortisol, and then you reach for a cup of coffee and you're adding more cortisol to the mix. The combination of which can lead to feelings of anxiety and irritability. If this goes on day after day without getting any decent rest, you have cortisol working overtime and this could lead to adrenal fatigue. So again, I'm not saying cut out coffee completely, but rather be smarter with it. Use it as a supplement, not as a crutch. To make sure caffeine intake isn't adding to your stress, have a cutoff time around 2 p.m. So you have some time to get it out of your system before evening time. If you have a terrible night's sleep, make a decaf instead. That way you still get your cup of coffee, but without the added cortisol. Do something like go for a walk or meditate or whatever to bring your cortisol levels down before you have your first caffeinated drink. There's so many ways that you can tweak your coffee routines without causing too much discomfort to your life that will go a long way in helping you to keep a regular circadian rhythm. And then the last thing you could do that could help is to pay attention to your protein intake. I'm not going to get into all the benefits of protein. I've done that in a previous episode. Why I'm mentioning it here is that protein is made up of amino acids. And amino acids are precursors to neurotransmitters in the brain, which play a key role in regulating the sleep-wake cycle. For example, the amino acid tryptophan is a precursor to serotonin, and serotonin gets converted into melatonin. This conversion happens in the pineal gland, and it's controlled by light. So bright lights during the day stop serotonin from being converted into melatonin. And then darkness at night starts the conversion. This is also important to remember when you're staying up late, getting bright light from TVs and phones, that light is enough to stop the conversion of serotonin to melatonin and to dysregulate your circadian rhythm. So tryptophan, it's a type of protein that you want to focus on to help with your circadian rhythm. And high levels of tryptophan can be found in lots of different foods, the most abundant being in turkey and other poultry. If you're a vegetarian, then tofu seems to be a high source, but but you also have dairy products, pumpkin seeds, legumes. Again, with this, a quick Google search will point you in the right direction. So that's it. If you focus on those three areas, 
and you make small adjustments in each, you will be well on your way to a happier, less anxious you this winter. Regulating your sleep hours, set boundaries around your caffeine intake, and eat enough tryptophan-rich proteins. As with anything, you do not have to be perfect in these three areas to see a change. Just focus on that 1% change each day, and slowly but surely, you will start seeing positive effects on your life. And also remember that light is still the biggest mover in overall well-being. And these are additional things that we can do to help. But don't take it to mean that you can be inside all day eating turkey and going to bed on time and you'll be fine. You still need to get the sunlight where you can. Get outside when the sun comes up, even if it's gray outside, and make more of an effort to be outside when you can. There's no replacement for the sun. To quote a random Instagram post I once saw, don't forget to drink water and get sunlight. You're basically a houseplant with complicated emotions. That's it for today. Thank you for sharing your time and attention with me. I will be back next week with more. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. If you haven't done so already, hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I'll be back next week with more. Until then, take care and have fun.